0: Couple of it's your daily episode by episode podcast where we discuss the show Supernatural. I am your host, Dan, and with me, as always,
1: is his wife, Penny.
0: Hello. Hello. So we just threw in through a bunch more testing to make sure our mic sounded right.
1: And hopefully we've got it right this time. It you know, a- I'm really
0: glad that we did that because mine was like way screwy. So,
1: yes, it was. And your battery was dying, so that didn't help anything out.
0: Yeah. Yeah, these go horribly wrong when the battery starts to die.
1: But you know what I've noticed is, and I don't know if it's because of the batteries or what, but we turn our microphones off right after we're done recording, and these batteries still do not last that long.
0: No, they don't.
1: So maybe. Take them out of the microphone when we're done and then put them back in when we're ready to record again. I,
0: I mean, when I, when I use these for uh, weddings or anything, it was always a fresh set of batteries in. Old batteries out, fresh ones in. Anytime that I worked DJing gigs for other places in or myself, you'd never trust batteries. They oh no, always of course just not. go dead, like, way quicker than you think they should.
1: Yes, yes, I agree. So, yeah, maybe, I don't know if that would help pulling them out or not, but. Well,
0: it's a small little battery and a great big transmitter, you know. Be like a big flashlight at the end of it. It's going to go dead.
1: It's like an itty-bitty battery powering the Empire State Building. Well,
0: <laughs> if uh, if we get our butts in gear over Christmas break, we're going to move, hopefully, the studio and the living room upstairs. So at that point, then, uh, we'll see about maybe getting our wired mics in place. Because right be cool. now, we're just wandering around our living room. It'd be a real hassle to have cables running everywhere, too. But once we're up there, it should be
1: bad. That's true. That's true.
0: Okay, but let's get into this episode. It is uh, Season 4, Episode 10, Heaven and Hell. The recap on this was interesting because it was Lilith, and then plus it was just the last episode.
1: Uh, But it also had uh, Pamela Barnes in it.
0: Oh, did I miss her? Yes. When she popped up, I was like, oh yeah, what? Where was she from?
1: Yeah, it had the episode that she was first in when um, Castiel accidentally burnt her eyes out.
0: Right. And, <laughs> and an m M&M m rolls away. Oh, <laughs> uh, okay. But it was mostly, though, a recap of the last.
1: Yeah, it was. Well,
0: Since this is the second part of the two-parter, it yes. totally makes sense. Yes, totally. So it starts out. The boys are talking to the angels about needing Anna to die. If you... Uh, Remember, last episode, the uh, angels came into a barn and said, Anna's got to die, and uh, so now the boys picked up that conversation, and they, are, uh, they don't think that that's necessary. They think she's a nice girl. They don't quite know what the hell she has to do with anything. Uriel uh, starts fighting Ruby, though, and then Dean jumps in. Castiel uh, walks by th- that situation, touches Dean on the or Sam. Sam on the forehead, and Sam just drops to the ground. Just some sort of knockout touch. He does this then right as it looks like uh, that Uriel guy is gonna basically kill Dean because I think he had like his hands around his neck. All of a sudden, there's a whole bunch of light and rumbling, and it looks like the angels beam up. <laughs> Didn't it? It looked yes. like they got transported out of there.
1: Yes, it did look like they someone from the Enterprise beamed them up.
0: Yeah, I was like, "Holy crap! They got someone back to heaven, or what, what's going on? <laughs> God's got a starship." <laughs> <laughs> uh, every everyone though is hurt and sore. Uh, they're getting up from this tussle that they had <laughs> with the angels. By the way, these angels look pretty strong. Don't fight them.
1: Yes. Uh, Castiel didn't really have to do anything. Like Dan said, he just kind of uh, touched Sam's forehead. Sam went down. U- uh, Ruby was no match for Uriel. Neither was Dean. Dean was getting the crap beat out of him.
0: Uh, well, <coughs> so everyone's hurt and sore. They're getting up. Uh, Dean is like, hey, where's Anna? Goes into whatever room she was in. I guess she was off <laughs> just in some side room hiding. And she's got a cut on her wrist, and in blood, she's drawn out this huge, complicated symbol in the mirror. And Dean's like, uh, what? And Anna's like, I don't know what happened. It just popped into my head. I don't know, but yeah. I i know I made him go very, very far away. That's the one piece of information she did have, was where they went. She just doesn't know how she did it or why.
1: Yeah, it's kind of like, she I don't know if she mentioned it this time, but just like being able to hear the angels, it just... Popped into her head, doesn't know why, doesn't know where it came from. Just knows that they're gone. They'll be back, but they are gone far away.
0: And then that's the beginning of the episode. Yep. Come back from there. The boys, uh, we see them. They're kind of mauling over what's been going on. And they really don't know what the hell to make of any of this, but they know that they need to get Anna to safety. Uh, Dean and Annie, Anna uh, are down in Bobby's demon shelter. Uh, his little bunker underground with the uh, salt and the concrete and everything. And Ruby's with them too, but she's standing outside the door. She can't come in. There's a little funny banter about how that's racist. <laughs> uh, Ruby tosses Dean some hex bags though to help them keep hiding from the demons, and she says they're pretty good hex bags. They'll hide you from pretty much anything.
1: Yeah, I think. Um, well, we we know the demons couldn't get that room, but I think it also hid Anna from the angels because. Um, that room is not angel proof. It's just demon proof.
0: Yeah, so I think the hex bags done with the angel proofing. Exactly. Right. Um, Sam then yells for Dean. He sounds like he's upstairs, and Dean's like, uh, "Okay, I'm. will go see what Sam's,
1: <laughs> what Sam's
0: gotten into," and uh, tells Ruby uh, to watch Anna. You know, leave like watch her. Just leaves Anna like sitting inside on a little crappy couch. Uh, upstairs, Sam has info on Anna's parents. Didn't sound too interesting, but when she was five and a half, she was also put in a little mental ward of some sort because she was convinced that her father was not her real father and that her real father wanted to kill her. I was very confused by that because she didn't like the new guy and she said that the real guy wanted to kill her.
1: Well, she was only two and a half when this happened, is what I wrote. That's what
0: I put, two and a half. He's just
1: what? said five and a half, though.
0: Oh, I meant to say two and a half. Yeah,
1: yeah it just says her real dad was really angry um, and uh, had no idea why she was thinking that at that age. But I don't think she was put in an institution. She just, her parents just had Oh, her they sch- said
0: that that was the second time she was in a mental
1: ward. Oh, okay, yeah. So they have, But they did have her see a child psychologist, and she seemed to have worked through it. And right. didn't really mention it after that.
0: So they're kind of, uh, they're jaw jacking about her behind her back. Well, all of a sudden, she is behind their back. <laughs> she's like, why not just ask me? And Dean's like, uh, good job on watching her. And to Ruby, and Ruby's like, hey, I'm watching her. <laughs> yeah. Watched her come upstairs.
1: <laughs> watched her get out of the bunker, watched her come upstairs, watched her bitch at you. <laughs> I'm watching her. <laughs> uh
0: pretty funny uh anna though seems pretty upset by this conversation that's happening and she claims though that she knows nothing about what these angels are claiming about her that she's gotta die for some reason and she's evil and wrong or whatever it is that she did she no- ha- says she has no knowledge of
1: right uh yeah, just like Ariel and Castiel, the previous episodes, she's far from innocent, but they have no idea what she could possibly be guilty of that the angels would want her dead.
0: Yes, exactly. Sam says, "Well, let's go, uh, let's go find out what you did," and they all roar off into the night in the car. They visit their psychic friend Pam. Uh, as soon as they walk into her place, though, she's like, basically demonstrates her powers, like, "Oh, I know who you are." To Sam there was a little funny part where like grab Sam's butt yeah you're raising your hand just
1: because Dean went and picked up Pamela Sam Ruby and Anna were still at Bobby's Dean came back oh I
0: I thought they went off to there oh it was just Dean that went and got her and then they came back about okay yes because they
1: were still in Bobby's bunker when okay
0: okay but well, you're yeah, right the yeah scene was, yeah I, I thought it was happening someplace else but you're right it was all happening at Bobby's. so she knew that uh ruby was a demon and that that was anna with her with them but it's like well i mean dean probably just talked about that stuff on the drive back like who, who else is gonna be here, a <laughs> Dude delivering pizzas
1: <laughs> i'm sure well but he, at least she knew which one was ruby and which one was anna without being able to see
0: yeah, it'll blow my mind when I'm getting a ride to someone's house, and then I know everyone that's there already. Like, of <laughs> course, you're going to know. What are they going to do? Just be like, oh, it's a big surprise. <laughs>
1: What's well, funny was when she was uh, messing with Sam, she's like, Sam, Sam, is that you? She's like feeling him all over. She's like, yeah, I'm right here, I'm right here. She's like, of course I know it's you. And then, yeah, she smacks him on the butt. Yeah. Mentions this tight ass. Like what'd she say? Bounce a quarter off Bounce of Bounce a quarter something. off of it. You bounces
0: bounce a quarter I probably out of, off a lot of asses. I don't know how <laughs> firm that has to be. You throw a coin hard enough, it'll bounce off anything. Uh, so uh, she uh, mentions that she's down for scr- screwing over some angels because they made her blind. And then she does this whole thing where she lifts up her glasses and she's got, like, white eyeballs. They look spooky. And she's like, see, it makes me even more psychic-y looking. Yeah. Like, all right, well, nice marketing. Uh, she goes and puts Anna under hypnosis. It's the classic, you know. I'm gonna count down from five. You'll be asleep. Be calm, cool, relaxed. It's the same old thing. Nothing interesting. And like, immediately asks Anna how she hears angels, and how. What was funny? She asked two questions at once. Anna, how do you how do you hear the angels? And how did you work that spell? And she's just like, I don't know. I kind of thought that'd be two separate questions, but uh, we got to keep the writing tight here, I guess, then. Because then she asks, like, what's your father's name? Like, Richard Milton. All right, well, that was a boring answer. And then she uh, asks Anna, go back when you were really young. Tell me what's happening. At this point, Anna starts screaming like a nut. She's bouncing up and down. Light bulbs explode. Uh, the door slams shut. So she's got some sort of crazy telekinesis powers. Uh, Pamela has her wake up out of hypnosis, and once Anna's awake, then she's like, "Oh, thank you. That helped a lot." And right, and she was like really deadpanned, and it's kind of like, "Oh, is she being sarcastic?" But then she's like, "Oh no, I I remember everything yeah, now." She
1: remembers everything.
0: And I was like, "Wow, that." That was some really good hypnosis. It looked like just a couple of questions, but.
1: Well, I think when she was having, I put when she went ballistic, um, she was remembering a lot of what happened back in the day. So that's what I think happened. And then, yeah, then uh, Pamela just woke her up right away.
0: And Dean, Dean's like, okay, I think Dean's like, okay, the suspense is killing me. Who are you? <laughs> like the big reveal in a game show. Anna says that she's an angel and hopes that everyone else in the room is not afraid of her because she's not one of those kind of angels. (laughs) She's not one of the jerk angels that have been running around. Uh, She says that, I guess, her and Cassiel and that Uriel guy, they all knew each other back in the day. They fought in the same whatever angel wars and that she's a fallen angel. She uh, ripped out her own grace. It's some sort of angelic life form that angels have. Uh, She ripped hers out and fell from heaven. And so I guess when she was first born, she knew it. But then as the older she got, the more human she became. And she just like left her mind. She forgot that she was an angel at one
1: time. Pretty much basically that's what it sounded like to me too. Because she did mention, well, the longer I was human. um, And because she didn't have her grace to help remind her. So she didn't have any special powers or abilities or anything.
0: Yeah. Yeah, she would have just thought she was a little nutty as a kid. The older you got. <laughs> uh, but she says, though, that she wants to go get her grace back. Sam asks, like out of the blue, just like, do you think you could see you're falling from heaven like a meteor?
1: Well, she says she fell, <laughs> you know, 10,000 miles an hour. Right. So it's a logical question.
0: And, well good luck sam's got a whole book full of meteor sightings i guess i don't know what book has meteor sightings in it if anyone knows the big book of meteor sightings i'd love to see it but sam has read that through and uh memorized a couple of them and the figures he knows the two meteor sites uh one was Uh, One was her because it it happened nine months before she was born, and at the exact same time, another one hit someplace else. So that was probably her grace. Commercial. (laughs) What do you think of all this? Angels and grace—is that a thing?
1: I don't think so.
0: All right. Uh, At this point, though, I'm like, it feels like we're getting to the end of the episode already. It's—I don't know—for some. We paused it about halfway through, and I was like, whoa, I feel like I've seen a whole episode already. There, I mean, they're just, there's so much crammed in here. There
1: was a lot of information. Um, yeah, I don't know where Sam got that book either, because I thought that would be something he would look up online to find out, okay, was there, because they knew when she was born, where she was born. So that's how I was able to find out which of these meteors was probably her uh, and then at the same time, somewhere else, there was another one. So that's when they figure out. Oh, probably, that was probably her Grace. But you're right. Where he got that book, and they happened to be at Bobby's. So actually, Bobby had the book. That's an interesting question.
0: Yeah, Sam must spend a lot of time at Bobby's on the weekend reading his <laughs> books.
1: Instead of weekend at Bernie's, this weekend at Bobby's, <laughs> this is where they just sit around and <laughs> dig through his old books.
0: Uh, yeah, I mean, if there is a big almanac of meteor sightings. Um,
1: well, I'm sure they I need to
0: go. I, I wanna, I, I've seen a couple. I'd love to go look up and see if they were reported. When I was in Janesville, this is like two years ago. I was walking... Oh, back when I bought my Xbox. I was like walking from one store to the other and a big green flash of light burst overhead. It was a big meteor. that. Is that recorded someplace? I doubt it.
1: Well, I'm sure somewhere... Some meteorological thing in Janesville, I'm sure. If you look up on their website, I'm sure it's there.
0: I don't know. Interesting. I I just didn't figure that that would be a thing that would be tracked. Unless they hit the ground. They made a big explode. Wiped out the dinosaurs. (laughs) 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 Then we'd write it down. Okay, moving on. Back from commercial. Uh, Ruby starts to talk to Sam about vanquishing Alistair. Ruby says that they better pray that uh, Anna gets her groove back or everyone's dead because Sam doesn't want to use his superpowers anymore. Dean pulls uh, into Bobby's parking lot. I don't know where he was at. Uh, walks up to Anna. Anna asks if Pamela got home okay. So obviously Dean was taking Pamela. <laughs>
1: I don't know where is it.
0: Oh yes, yeah. No. Okay, yeah.
1: He was taking Pamela home.
0: <laughs> no, it's just when this happened. I was just like, "Where were you, dude, at the bar?" Yeah, you went out was... for a couple of cocktails. <laughs> I mean, that's honestly. I was like, "What are you doing humming home alone?" Huh? <laughs> uh, but yeah, as the Pamela got home, okay, so. Say, so, oh, yeah, yeah, she, she got home just fine, but she doesn't want to stick around for this fight. Uh, this is way above her pay grade <laughs> to deal with. So uh, she wanted to split Bobby's before it got messy. Dean asks uh, what the angels are saying about him. This is a part that was a little fuzzy. I couldn't quite make out. I, and then Anna's like, oh, that was happened before. I, I had these powers or something. What was that about?
1: Well, Dean did ask if she's been hearing anything. She says, no, the angels have been silent. Um, And then, yeah, she asked, he asked if she knew why he was pulled from hell. And she's like, well, I have no idea. That happened after I ripped out my grace and was down here as a human on earth, so I have no idea. But then he did go to ask her why she wanted to be human in the first place, because he thought it would be stupid.
0: Which doesn't make sense. Even after she ripped out her grace, we just saw her tuning. They called her Radio Girl because she could hear the angels talk. Like She didn't overhear anything about Dean?
1: They might not have been talking about Dean. Because remember, it just happened recently, before she was put in that hospital, that she started hearing these angels again. So... All that happened before she had that power. Maybe they just weren't talking. about it. All they'd say is that she—they needed him for something, All right. but never said why.
0: Um, Dean. Then, then there's this conversation between Anna and Dean about uh, Dean's like, why don't you? Why wouldn't you want to be an angel? And uh, she starts listing things like feelings and emotions, because Dean's like, it'd be nice to be perfect and not have horrible feelings inside of you, and then Anna, they start listing things back and forth, like Dean's listing bad things about being a human, and Anna's listing awesome things about being a human, they go back and forth. Until Anna cites sex and then just has Dean stumped. And that's the end of that conversation.
1: (laughs) They're kind of like, hey, you got me on that one. (laughs) That is a bonus.
0: (laughs) Uh, But then she does kind of clarify her thoughts here. She says that she'd rather have feelings than being an angel. Uh, Angels, I guess, are pretty emotional statues. They're just pure perfectness and faith, or they get killed. So you're a pretty short-lived angel if you go outside of those guidelines. And she reveals that actually only four angels have seen God's face. Dean is very confused by that. And I was like, hey, how do you know he's even there then? Like, well, you just got to have faith. That's all it is. Mm-hmm. Um, so Dean continues to like look at her confused is like, hey, man, I don't know why you didn't see my side. She starts to get really spun up in this conversation. And then Dean just stops her and says, I can relate.
1: In all of this, I'm
0: like, Dean, you just said you were confused. Now you say you can relate?
1: Because she said she was 2,000 years on Earth just watching and waiting for orders. She's like waiting for orders from my father. And then Dean's like, well, kind of he can relate because him growing up, he was always waiting for orders from John.
0: All right, I got you then. Mm -hmm. That makes sense. Sam pops up then and says he's found something. Sam is always in the background doing research while Dean is monkeying about with Anna.
1: hmm
0: Seems that Sam, uh, in, the, in Bobby's books, has found a place with a huge old oak tree that one day magically appeared. They figure that's where the grace is at since grace causes pure creation. hmm They all climb into the car and ride off into the night. <laughs> they show up the next day in a field with a big, huge tree in it. Sam asks what they're looking for. Uh, Anna just walks up to the tree, holds her hand on it, and uh, she, sa- she says she can sense that someone uh, took it already. It's no longer here. This was where Grace fell, but it's gone. Dean then figures at that point it's probably a good time to get heading back to the bunker. Anna stops him, though, because the angels are talking again. And there's a recorded message playing on the Angel channel. (laughs) Yeah, playing in a loop, she said. Dean Winchester, give us Anna by midnight or you get hurled back to damnation. Mm Mm-hmm. Uh, Dean wants to call Bobby. What's this whole thing about Bobby being on vacation? They said that he was a hedonism, and I'm like, wait.
1: I think that was Dean's joke. I don't think they really knew where Bobby was, but that was Dean's joke. Okay. Because, them- yeah,
0: I mean, if you know what hedonism is, that's a, yeah, that's a vacation spot that some people are into. Yeah, sure. And Bobby being there would be about the most terrifying thing as a fellow as a fellow. Remember that place? I'll oh, ever run into? No,
1: no, I I can picture much much.
0: Oh, worse you think there's it. a lot worse than Bobby rolling around hedonism?
1: Well, many people. There's older. There's older. I say, a lot of people may not know this, but there's a nude beach. It used to be a nude beach in Mazama, and when Dan and I lived in that area, we would go there. And yes, there were some people we've seen there that definitely, definitely.
0: Right now, everyone listening to us that knows what we look at is shivering.
1: What will we look like? I mean, yes, possibly. Just remember, this was, you know, 16 years ago. So Back when
0: we were sexy. Yeah, back when we <laughs> We'll just leave it at that. We'll leave it at
1: that. But anyway, yeah. So, no, I, I cannot imagine Bobby being the worst thing I've ever seen. <laughs> Honestly, yeah.
0: What kind of cocktails does Bobby drink then on the beach or at the swim-up bar at Hedonism? Well, trying to, you know, you got to look good for ladies. You got to drink something sophisticated. Old fashions?
1: No, I'm th- Bobby's just a straight up whiskey kind of
0: guy. Uh, just straight whiskey? I think rocks.
1: so. Yeah, I think so.
0: Three fingers from the, you know, <laughs> no, two fingers of whiskey from the top with the top finger being a little proud of the rim. <laughs> As Adam Carolla says, how he he drinks his whiskey. (laughs) The top finger being a little proud of the rim. God, that's funny. Um, Oh, where am I at in my notes? Okay, there we go. Here's my vacation note. (laughs) So uh, then I guess outside at the car, Dean's looking at a map. There's a lot of undescript, just kind of roaming around Bobby's place in this episode. Because he's outside of the hood of his car looking at a map. Anna comes out to thank Dean for helping her. Anna has been doing some thinking, and she says she might not deserve to be saved. That she probably should pay for what she did. Rule, them's rules as rules. <laughs> Anna says that uh, a week ago, the angels were talking about Dean, what Dean did in hell. So she lied earlier because Dean asked what they say about me. And then he, she walks up later is like, oh, yeah, they were talking about you a week ago.
1: Yes, about what he did in hell, but not about why they pulled him out of hell. That was his question before, is why they pulled him
0: out. Oh, gotcha. Well, I don't know. She could have probably spared these details back then, too. I mean, she could have, but I think but she's
1: <laughs> waiting for the right time. Um, because, yeah, talk about what he did in hell. And all she says, that it wasn't his fault and that he should forgive himself. So we're like, hmm, what the heck did he do when he was there, besides being tortured?
0: Yeah, Dean stops and says, you can't talk about that. And Anna says, hey, you know, when you can, there's people here that want to help you. Anna stands up, gives Dean a kiss. Dean asks, what was that all about? And then she gives him a little wink and a smile and is like, well, you know, last night on Earth and all. Because <laughs> they just figured they're gonna, she's going to die tomorrow in some angel battle. Uh, Dean makes a crack that she's stealing all of his best line then music starts playing and oh my god the world's longest car sex scene takes place
1: in the back of baby
0: an uncomfortably long period of time and then I was just and then I put in my notes by the way car sex gross people have got to sit in that car someday. <laughs> oh.
1: And then, of course, there is, there at the end of the scene, that classic Titanic scene where someone's hand goes up against the foggy window. Oh,
0: yes, you're right. <laughs> Stupid Titanic ripoff. Yep. You've always, yeah, you've got to make sure to the show that the windows got fogged up somehow from heavy breathing. Mm-hmm. Ridiculous. <laughs> They could have just had the music play fade to black and been done with it. But instead, we got five minutes of those two writhing on the top of each other with Foreigner playing.
1: <laughs> well, the actors who played, played Anna so they just had to do it. It was too easy an opportunity for a pop culture reference to pass up. And you know how they do all these pop culture references. Yeah. So. Oh,
0: so they actually meant for it to be the Titanic thing. Yes. Oh, yes. well, that's more. Okay, fine. Yes. They re- <laughs> Just when I think it couldn't get any dumber, it totally redeems itself. <laughs> uh, okay, so uh, we see Ruby then standing alone. She lights a hex bag on fire and throws it on the ground. I didn't want to stop the action, but at that point I was like, Hey, wait, if a hex bag like protects you, does lighting one on fire like send off a huge demon flare? And must have because Alistair pops up. Mm-hmm. Is that what happens when you light a hex bag on fire? It does just the opposite?
1: Well, I, I don't know. I think that particular one, maybe that was a different one specifically. Maybe that's how one demon calls another demon. I don't know. Right. Because there are specific, I mean, we all know how to summon a crossroads demon. And there are other spells to, that I've seen in future episodes of Supernatural to summon specific demons. So maybe this is a way to summon Alistair.
0: All right. Uh, Alistair asks if she was looking for the knife. He's got the knife on him. She's like, no, no. And Alistair, though, uh, makes reference that he knows that she's protecting an angel. Thinks that's pretty weird that a demon's protecting an angel. Ruby, though, tells her, look, dude, I just want out. I'll trade you Anna for uh, if you just let me and the boys go free. And right when, uh, you know, seems like their talks are going to go good, Two demons pop up right behind Ruby, grab her by the arms. Alistair walks over very menacingly with the knife and offers a counter offer. <laughs> we switch, though, back over to Dean and Uriel. They're talking in a dark house. And so that nobody is confused watching the show, instantly Dean's like, I'm dreaming, aren't I? It's like, okay, TV show, thank you.
1: Well, yes, because Uriel said yes, because of... I mean, he didn't specifically mention the hex bag. But, but they
0: were protected. I, I, as yes. soon as it popped up, I knew that it was a dream sequence. Yes, They're both just standing in a room together and not like yelling, fighting, or in color. So
1: Right, right.
0: It was pretty yeah. obvious, I thought. But whatever. That's so funny. Some things I just pick up on instantly, then other things I'm completely dumbfounded for <laughs> until we talk about it that you point out the obvious.
1: Yeah, then they are like, oh, okay, now that makes sense. But yes. It is pretty obvious when they have those dream sequences, because, like you said, they are tend to be maybe not necessarily black and white, but the color is really, really washed out.
0: yeah, this show is fairly low contrast as it is, but when they do stuff like that, it dips down to almost nothing exactly in or it's like all solid blue, and this was like all blue tinted, I think or something. I think that was our t v yeah we're gonna just burn our stupid TV set slowly roasting on an open fire. <laughs> Uh, Dean, Dean though, tries to bluff Orioles, like, oh, don't worry, she got her grace back, <laughs> and then he's like, uh, no, she didn't, that'd be amazing, and then pulls it out, he's got it on a necklace around his neck, and I'm just like, what a dick, he, he couldn't have brought this up any time earlier, Is <laughs> everyone's running around confused, you had the answer around your neck, bastard. Uh, and then, at that point, like, Ariel can just somehow tell that Anna and Dean had sex and just starts kind of smirking about it. He had a big old slice of him. angel food cake. <laughs> yeah. <I'm> like, <laughs> Jesus. What do you care so much? Um, he, he is threatening though, to sending uh, Dean back to hell, and Dean says he, he figures he's just bluffing. He can, he's fine. Ariel says, hey, you know, these The things we're dealing with now is much bigger than our plans we had with you. You can just be replaced. This is kind of a bigger deal. And Dean's like, all right, well, send me back to hell. See you. Uriel walks up and says, uh, oh, well, I see we just have to apply the right pressure to the situation.
1: Right, because Dean says he doesn't break easily. And Uriel says, oh, yes, you do. And yes, then he just says, we just need to know where to apply the right pressure.
0: Cut from there, we hear some screaming, and we see Ruby is tied up, like uh, down on Dr. Frankenstein's uh, <laughs> bed there. And uh, Alistair has got the knife, and he seems to be doing some cutting into her. Did they really show any cutting? They just showed like, the knife and blood, right?
1: Yes, they did not show any real cutting.
0: Yeah, just slicing her up so thin that there's no place for the flavor to hide. Alistair <laughs> says, hey, come on, can you just hurry up and give me the goods? I want to go home and back to my... It's like he wanted to go home and put his slippers and a night, night hat on and read a book. He sounded like such an old duff.
1: Well, he said he didn't like Earth. He liked it better in hell because on Earth there is no smell of burning flesh. No smell of blood. It's
0: kind of cold. Yeah, he wanted to go and warm up by a pit. Stop screwing around. He unstraps her mouth and uh, asks where the angel is. And she's like, hey, I know, but as soon as I tell you, you're going to kill me. So forget about it, but I'll show you. Back in uh, Bobby's barn, Sam is (laughs) wondering where Ruby is. (laughs) Dean is drinking, I guess. Yes. Yes. Because uh, I think Anna, like, catches him and is like, hey, <laughs> hitting it early, aren't you? And mm-hmm. he's like, it's two o'clock somewhere. Mm-hmm. Uh, the angels then walk in. Sam asks uh, how uh, they knew where to find them. Dean, all of a sudden, he does not have a poker face. He looks completely guilty, shying away. Sam turns and looks, figures out it was Dean immediately that gave him up. Uh Anna knows that you know that he was given a choice. Obviously Dean was pressured. It was to either kill her or kill Sam. And she turned over he turned over Anna, not Sam. So Anna and Dean kiss. Uh he she says, "Hey, don't worry. I know you did the best you could. I forgive you." Anna walks up to the angels and promises, "Hey, no more tricks, no more running. I'm ready." Commercials. This was like the worst commercial drop ever. This was like a really intense scene. Just like watching Anna like walking up to these two, like Uh oh, she's gonna get whacked. Commercial.
1: <laughs> well, they have to build the suspense and now you come back from commercial and oh finally we can find out what's gonna happen. <sighs>
0: I just was not expecting the commercial drop there. It, it hit me hard. Good thing we're watching it on Netflix, so it only lasted two seconds. If <laughs> I was watching on network TV, I'd just be pacing around the house endlessly, <laughs> throwing chairs through windows, demanding for my telly to hurry up. All right, we come back from commercial. Castiel says, hey, man, I'm sorry that we got to do this to you. Uh, Anna calls him out, though. I was like, you don't have feelings. You don't care. It's just your job.
1: You're not sorry, you're just following orders.
0: Anna says, please make it quick. And then whoosh in rolls in Alistair and Ruby. With those two other demons. Yeah, yeah, with two other like demon bodyguards that grabbed Ruby. Instantly, what I thought was funny, as soon as Alistair and uh those two dudes show up, like I think Alistair just shoves Ruby right to the ground, just like move aside. Yes, he did. And just like pushes her right into some hay bales. I'm like You didn't have to do that. You could, like, (laughs) shove her out of the way to walk, but you didn't have to push her down to the floor of a barn.
1: Well, it just shows what a jerk he is. Horrible demon.
0: (laughs) The angels and the demons, then, they square off. You know, obviously the humans can step aside for this one. And they start fighting, and it basically looks like four supermen fighting each other because their punches are getting, like, tossed through boards and... Whatnot. Ariel, uh, he grabs one of the uh, demon bodyguards and vanquishes him. Uh, Alistair, though, he's got uh, Castiel in a headlock or something like that and starts chanting over him, like, "Oh, oh, Castiel's gonna get it. But then Dean breaks up Alistair, uh, choking out Castiel by like beating him in the head with a metal pipe or something. Right. And it was the same clank sound effect that you always hear when a metal <laughs> pipe hits someone in the head.
1: Yeah, what you forgot to mention though before um, Alistair got a hold of Cass is Cass tried to vanquish him like Uriel did to the other demon, but I think because Alistair is such a powerful demon, Cass had like no effect on him whatsoever. So yeah, Uriel does I mean uh, Alistair does get the better of Cass. Um, they do show Uriel, he ends up vanquishing the two, I guess, minor demons.
0: Yep. Yes. 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 Um, Ariel. Uh, yeah. Then I have in my next note is Ariel kills the other demon. Uh, Anna, though, uh, while, while he's while like that Ariel guy bent over like vanquishing that demon, Anna runs up and uh, snatches her grace from around the the necklace around his neck. Uh-huh. <coughs> it was like a little vial. She tosses it on the ground. A blue haze comes up from it, flows into her mouth. She yells, shut your eyes a couple of times, and then she explodes in a huge flash of white light. Dean grabs the knife off the ground, so then I was like, oh, I guess Alistair just got poofed in smoke or something. He's not here anymore. He, he left the knife behind.
1: Yes, he did drop his... Gone. Drop the knife. Dean gets the knife.
0: Uriel's still there, though, and he wants to keep fighting Dean. He, he does not like Dean whatsoever. Um... But they kind of break up that. Dean figured, or Sam figures now, that she's turned into a big-time demon, probably happy. Angel, not angel. demon. Oh, why did I write demon? Mm. Yeah, she turns into a big happy angel. And Dean says he doubts it, the happy part. Right.
1: And we also find out that it was Sam's plan to get the angels and demons all together so that they can just fight each other and the humans can step aside. Uh,
0: yeah, so the whole thing was a giant plan. Because um, is it here that then Ruby... <clears throat> what I found funny too was... Because Ruby got, got got up and that's when we realized, oh, this was their big plan. Because I think even Dean says, like, hey, Ruby, where were you?
1: Yeah, it took you long enough to get the demons like, here. Oh,
0: I was getting tortured, man. Back <laughs> off. But, so Alistair got zapped or whatever, pushed away, whatever happened to him. But uh, Ruby didn't, and she's a demon too, so. uh,
1: Yes, but Alistair, he went right for Anna, so I think it's because he was so close to her that he just vaporized or whatever.
0: All right, well, she might have been hiding behind one of those hay bales on the (laughs) floor.
1: We always know that's a definite angel protection is a bale of hay. Don't ever forget that.
0: Uh, yeah, and that whole unhappy thing, I mean, I th- one thing I don't think we talked about enough, probably in our recap here, was that Anna kept going on and on about how feelings and being human is so awesome, so much better than being an angel without any of that, so that's, like, it's a little bittersweet, because you know that she might not be happy now, she's got to go back to following all the rules, although I still don't know how she gets out of her death sentence, because she still is naughty,
1: right she still was but now that she's got her grace back and it looks like she's more powerful than cass and uriel um because she did mention before that she was kind of like in the trenches she was above cass and uriel so maybe it's just because she's so much more powerful than them she doesn't really have to worry about them because i don't know if you're familiar with the bible but there are different classes of angels all right so it's not odd that they would mention different classes of angels and supernatural.
0: There's generals and lieutenants and sergeants. <laughs> and
1: <laughs> no, there's seraphs and, uh, shoot, I can't. Cherubs. Cherubs. Uh, you know, things like that. There are different classes of angels. Sorry all right. for all my friends, and I should know better. <laughs>
0: uh, back from the final commercial, then. Uh, the boys are sitting on the hood of the car drinking some beers. Dean brings up how Sam uh, must have overheard something when Alistair and him were having a little chit-chat. Because Alistair brought up his time in hell. And Dean asks Sam if he's a little bit curious about what they were referencing. Sam says yes, but he isn't going to push him for details. He's over that. We saw that fight two or three episodes ago, I think. Yeah, I
1: think Sam's thought was, you know, when you're, when you're ready to talk about it, you'll talk about it. I'm not going to push you anymore.
0: And then Dean starts talking. Uh, even, though, even though, you know, just 20 minutes earlier in this episode, Dean told Anna he didn't want to talk about it. Now to Sam, he does. Dean says that it wasn't four months, that time in hell is different. It was more like 40 years. And here's what happened to him, folks. If you've been listening every day. Wondering, what did Dean do in hell?
1: Dun, 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 or what happened to him in hell?
0: Yep, here's what happened. He was sliced and carved and torn apart until there was nothing left. And then at the end of the day, they put them all back together and start over. And I don't know why, but I just think that that'd be hilarious. Because after like a hundred years, you're going to be like, oh, the other dude was way better at slicing me up than you are. <laughs> like
1: you're just going to eventually
0: start talking shit to him if you know the next day you're going to get put back together. Uh, and then it, so the deal is then you so actually you get ripped up by dogs or whatever, then uh, slap back together. Then uh, Alistair comes around at the end of the day and is like, hey, I'll make you an offer. If you, uh, you can get off that rack. And you can start torturing other people so you don't have to get tortured. You just got to torture other folks. And Dean turned down that deal for 30 years. And now at this point, Dean starts crying like a baby. He admits that he just couldn't do it anymore. Uh, and Dean says that uh, he, yeah, he, the last 10 years, he was ripping other people apart. He did, oh, he did crazy things. Oh, you should have saw it. <laughs> yeah. He's almost on the verge of bragging then at this point. I'm like, okay, do you feel bad? Or are you getting kind of braggy? But he kept it under control. And then Sam's like, well, you held out for 30 years. That's longer than anyone else would. And then I'm like, hey, Sam, you don't know that. You don't <laughs> well, know Well, you that. know, it might have been really simple. To hold out and just Dean got bored. I don't
1: know. <laughs> well, I don't know. I think after being tortured for thirty years, you'd be like, "Oh, I've had enough of this."
0: I don't know, man. It'd be thirty minutes if if I if I didn't if I didn't call it quit after thirty minutes. I just figure I got used to it. Right. I don't. Uh, I don't. I don't know. <laughs> uh, Dean then uh, he's continuing to cry. He says he, he the insides of him feel so awful, and he wishes that he just couldn't feel a damn thing so now this is all the big callback to why he had such strong feelings about why being human sucked and he thought being an angel would be awesome because they don't have feelings and why Anna was like hey having feelings is awesome even if they're bad because not having them sucks so now you saw it's that whole yin and yang through this two-part episode mostly in this episode is where they talked about it uh, but then at the end, I just put in my notes, sounds like Dean needs one of those old school knitting needle lobotomies they used to give out in the park. <laughs> <laughs> the end. <laughs> oh, People man. back in the day that didn't want to have feelings, yeah, they'd go down to Central Park and they'd pay a guy five bucks to go up their nose with the knitting needle and
1: it well, around
0: at their brain.
1: Th- no. Um, I saw a special on how lobotomy started, and no, that's not true.
0: It's a 100% fact. Look it up. It's on the Internet.
1: Oh, if it's on the Internet, it must be true. Nah. It's a good
0: episode. Well, yeah. uh, finally a two-part episode that was actually a two-part episode.
1: <laughs> <laughs> it wasn't a, yeah, it wasn't a ha-ha, and you fooled you. It was actually a two-part episode. Uh, got introduced to Anna, found out she was an angel, got her grace back, went back to heaven.
0: Hopefully- so now I would just figure they got they got a powerful, awesome angel friend on their side. I don't know how there's any more of this show. There should be like one more episode for a season finale, a series finale, and we're done, right?
1: You would think,
0: but no. <laughs> <laughs> things get worse for them?
1: Things, you know, they could, just remember, it's 2020, things can always get worse. <laughs> If we've learned anything this year, that's what we've learned.
0: That's what frustrates me about Walking Dead. It's just like things always go from bad to worse and I'm just like, can't these guys just have one nice day? Let's watch the episode where they come across an orchard. And a nice old man with <laughs> with information and help. And then they just move on. It doesn't end up to be some weirdo ass thing and a horror movie.
1: Well, it is The Walking Dead. There's always going to be weirdo-ass things in horror movies.
0: I just want, I just want one nice thing to, <laughs> to happen to him. But I always have that problem. The show Weeds, main character in that, things always go from bad to worse. Breaking Bad, for those guys, always goes from bad to worse.
1: That's because life. Just when you think it can't get any worse, it can.
0: That isn't life, though. Things don't always go from bad to worse for us, does it?
1: Some days it feels like that, but no, it doesn't really.
0: I mean, when the oven breaks, the, <laughs> the garage door breaks, and the dishwasher breaks all within 30 days of each other, it does feel a little rough.
1: Yes, it does. That's when you're like, oh, for the love of God, why, why?
0: But I don't expect, like, the cupboards to fall off the wall now. That would be from bad to worse. And if so, help me, God! If those covers fall off the wall right now, we're going to stop doing this podcast (laughs) because that would creep me out.
1: Well, what Dan doesn't tell you is that we have a door on one of our drawers (laughs) that fell off, and the door to our Lazy Susan fell off, and the door to our bathroom medicine cabinet fell off. So, do not be surprised like they
0: used
1: to. Do not be surprised.
0: Yeah, I think we use our lazy Susan door. We're just in and out of there. Too much making soup. <laughs> I guess so. All right, everybody. I think that's going to wrap it up for today, correct? You yes. got anything else?
1: Nope. That's all I've got for right now.
0: Well, this episode has been really enjoyable and awesome. And I hope that everyone uh, followed along with us and is really enjoying this as well please uh if you know other people that like supernatural share our podcast with them especially our website coupleofidgets.com and we got all of the episodes there so you can just send them on over and they can start listening immediately and there's information on there on how to stream on all of the major platforms we also have a facebook group called armchair hunters and that is where the episode usually gets posted first yes and uh so yeah if we're uh we happen to have it up early uh that's where we'll tell you about it and so you can say hi over there um i think that's about it for me that's it for me as well um tomorrow's episode
1: season four episode 11 is called family remains
0: well that sounds pleasant Jesus. (laughs) It's going to be granddad dead out in the back and coming back to life. I can just tell. (laughs) All right. Talk to you all tomorrow. All right, everyone. Have a good night. Bye.
1: Bye.